You have a really good radio voice, Mitchell. No, you I have a voice for radio. I think Do you I? should get into radio. Have you heard? Have you seen that that guy Brew on TikTok? No. It's this guy. He his his he has like ten million followers now, but his shtick is he's a radio host. Oh, and he's a he young like guy. Show. Does he like show himself doing like the in between songs? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. And, and he like sometimes or tries to like people will suggest words and he like he they, they tell him words to use and he tries to work them into the sentence in a normal way in between songs. Oh, so then one of them that I saw was um was use the word butthole on the radio, right? And you're thinking like how the heck am I going to Oh, did he did he because, separate it? Well, well before he like some people are like, "Oh, use the word Addison Ray on uh, yeah. on the radio." And then he's like, "Oh, yeah. You know what I was thinking the other day like, "Oh, I'm I'm on this TikTok thing and like that Addison Ray girl, she's so he'll kind yeah. of like he'll kind of use a word and, and people give him weird words to try and use. Yeah. And uh, anyway, someone said butthole and then he's like so his his the way he did it was like you know what? I was at the supermarket the other day and I was going through the aisle and I saw, I saw milk and you know, when I get milk, I, I usually get, get 2%, but whole milk is pretty good too. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was kind of that whole thing. That's good. That's um, really good. Okay. So Anyways. future career for you. Exactly. Not me. <laughs> I mean, you have the face for radio, so <laughs> ouch. That's like a low insult. <laughs> it's funny though. Cause I look identical to you. I so. know. <laughs> you just roasted yourself. The same, uh, effect okay um it is me no steven you started off okay i don't want to do it i feel nervous now <laughs> i feel nervous <laughs> tell me do it okay i'll do it <clears throat> hello everybody welcome back to the tms podcast i am tommy i'm joined with mitchell hello and steven hello and today we are going to get into the topic of Film school. Yes. yes. Um, this has been a very popular kind of question for us because, I mean, we're in the filmmaking niche on YouTube and kind of that world. And so a lot of people ask, like, should I go to film school? And like, yes, no, it depends. I'm going to let Tommy kind of like. Well, yeah, if you didn't know, Tommy is the only one out of the three of us who has actually attended film school. <laughs> um, back in the day, I thought about it. Steven thought about it. Tommy was the actual, the, actually the only one who pulled the trigger. Mm -hmm. So back in 2019, was it? Yeah, 2019. 2019, you went um, and uh, you went to film school. And today we're just going to kind of get into the weeds of like what it was actually like. And maybe figure out the question of whether you should go to film school or not. Yeah, it's, um, it's well, it's such a big topic online that people. So, love. how about answer the question of like, wait, where did you go to film school and like basically the background? Yeah. That leads yes. Into okay. This. So, for anyone that doesn't know, we live in Canada, British Columbia, and we live in a city called Kelowna, like kind of interior uh, in of the, the Okanagan, four hours, four hours east of Vancouver. Yes, and Vancouver is like a city of like three million people. Probably most people have heard of it, but I went to a film school in Vancouver called Capilano. And it's a cool, the campus is really cool. It's kind of in the forest, you know, pretty artsy looking buildings. Very artsy. Um, and, uh, and it was, it's kind of the nearest biggest film school uh, it, for us, unless you want to go out to Toronto. Yeah. Well, Vancouver is a really big film location. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. a lot of movies are filmed there and that's yeah, it's yeah, a big The mecca. same time zone as LA. So a lot of LA productions will, will shoot in Canada because it's cheaper with the dollar i think okay. so yeah that makes sense <laughs> yeah yeah so it wasn't twilight filmed in vancouver like I think so. a lot some of, of those some of those oh, yeah like there's like there's some twilight i think wasn't dark knight yeah like a lot of a lot of vancouver like lot, like it's a lot of moody stuff i feel because yeah. it's kind of like the rainy it is dark the vibe. rainy coastal vancouver vibe. is like a lot of the times in the movies you'll see like new york or like chicago or like a big city and a lot of the times just vancouver have you ever seen the video on youtube this one has kind of gone viral in the filmmaking but it's like Vancouver never plays itself. Uh, every frame of painting. I think so. Yep. But basically he talks about how Vancouver never plays itself. They yep. never, there's never a movie that's made and set in Vancouver. It's always, <laughs> no. <laughs> they film in Vancouver, but it's Chicago, New York, all yep, these other right. places. Interesting. I haven't seen that video. That's it's really good. Worth a watch. Yeah. Anyways. So, uh, yeah, I guess the, well, the reason I wanted to go into film school in the first place was kind of, well, uh, what do I want to start? I guess we can talk about Dirksen a little bit because yeah. Yeah. in uh, we had a we had a teacher. I think we talked about him before in, in this podcast, but his name was was Mr. Dirksen, and he was an amazing teacher, really good, and he was a big advocate for sending his students to film school. So he had a, a he'd always have people that came in before that went to film school or had experience in the actual film yeah, industry. We, there'd be people that came in. I remember yeah. that would that have gone and they would kind of share their experiences of what mm -hmm. it was like. And I remember we were in the same class one day and we had some kid, some guy come in. Yeah. I what his name was. I but don't he, remember. Uh, 
he was like, oh, yeah, I'm in my third, I think third or fourth yeah. year of film yeah. school. So that was kind of interesting. Yeah, and they, they were always doing cool things, and it seemed like a, like a cool opportunity. And the main reason I went, though, was because my parents wanted me to go to school of some sort. So I was like, well, I'm not going to do... I'm not going to do like a sciencey one. I don't, I don't, I'm not interested en- in biology. Engineering. Engineering. Ooh, I thought about that one for a while, but then the idea of film school really obviously resonated with me because at the time I was making films every single week, every single yeah. month. So I was like, this is the next best option. It sounds really cool. These people that came in and talked to us, they seemed like they had a good time and enjoyed it. Why not? So after we took the gap year for out of 52, yep. um, I enrolled and Oh my Wait, gosh. tell us how the, what the yeah. about the enrollment process because that's basically where me and Mitchell both drew the, drew the line. Yeah, <laughs> we kind of fell off after that. Yeah, point. It, it's not a little, it's not a little procedure. Like, what do we have to do? We had to first we had to answer a bunch of questions, and they're all like really convoluted questions. They're like, what what does an author what is, oh no what's an author's responsibility to the audience? Interesting. You can answer that, like, and you have way. how much you have to answer right on this, like a whole essay. It's like it's uh, like five hundred words or something per, and there was like five questions like that. Oh wow! So that's just one part of it. So they'd all be like that, so like or like twenty five hundred words just for that one part. Yeah, or wow. or um, it'd be like, what's your, what movie has most impacted you? Right, and you're not out here gonna say like hop, like <laughs> you want to impress them. Happy, happy, I was happy, say, happy? Yeah. Well, how did you go for that, dude? I was gonna say happy. Oh my feet. goodness! So yeah, I was like, I don't. But also in that case, you probably couldn't name like the classics, like Shawshank Redemption. I mean, because you, you could if you had a good argument. You but could, you but really you, you would it, because they probably have so many kids who choose like yeah. those, like The Godfather, Grand Budapest, yeah. Grand Budapest, yeah. like all those ones. You probably you would need such a good argument because they've probably heard all of them before. Oh, I know. Right? So I went with one. Definitely did not impact me the most. What movie did you choose? But I did The King's Speech, ah. if you've seen it, which is a great movie. I really like it. Um, but it was pretty easy to write on, and it got me in. So That's good. if anyone wants to apply there, King's Speech. <laughs> <laughs> this looks remarkably similar to Tommy DeWitt. Yeah, weird. <laughs> Anywho, so you had to do all of that, and then you had to write a letter of intent. What right. is a letter of intent? So it's because I don't even know. I, yeah, I know. I had to, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had to Google. I think it. we should also preface this. This is for Capilano Film School in Vancouver. I don't know if every film school is the yeah. exact same. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of them are similar. Some sort of art. It's usually a higher level uh, of entry to get a higher barrier of entry to get in than like your well, average college. Exactly. Right? For instance, the, the college that me and Steven are going to. It was literally like filling out a form as if you're buying something from Amazon. It was put your name, put your email, put your phone number, credit card number. That's it. Pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. See you in the fall. I mean, the thing is, it's not a bad school though. It's it's still a world renowned school. It it's is one of the like. It's a very sought. Like, we have people from all over the world coming to yeah. our school. It's kind. It's very yeah. interesting. Well, but- the, the thing with with Capilano, the film school I went to, is like they only per year they accept 100 kids oh, out wow. of out of everyone in the world. So I think. I think when I applied, there was like over three thousand people. Oh or wow! Something. So you got to be good. You got to be really good. Like good and, and there's multiple rounds. So I'm just talking about the first round, which is all this like writing, and you got to send it in. The next round, which I'll get into, is in person. Oh dear. Oh right? yeah, right. That's when you're so, in town to Vancouver. Anyway, right? I'll skim through the rest of the, the online stuff though. So yeah, it's the letter of intent, which is just like an in-depth cover letter of like why you want. How to go long to film does school. that have to be? That was like I think. 1500 words oh my god so. <laughs> i hate writing um steve was literally gonna say the exact same thing just now i hate writing steven hates writing and yeah. that's kind of where i drew the like even in the first part what like all those those preliminary questions responsibilities Exa- of an author. exactly yeah. those ones uh, that's like literally yeah. though my nightmare mm-hmm. i would hate well, that it was, it was and i was, did and i never did it because <laughs> tommy was thinking about it, he's like he's kind of like he was also kind of encouraging me, like yeah you should do it it'd be kind of fun and like yeah you live in vancouver and kind of do all this fun stuff and then i was thinking, like yeah that'd be kind of cool the only problem is that like I know Mitchell got a little bit farther than I did, and he kind of, I think, wrote a little bit of something for I, the I first went, question. I think I went through two but questions. As soon as I got to the first question, you know, I was like, you know what? I'm drawing the line here. I mm-hmm. don't want to do this. And I'm just like, I think I'll just not do it. Well, then, it's a good call because it's a good sign of what the school is like. Yeah. Exactly. I think that and definitely if, vets out a lot of Exactly. Kids. And if it, was, if it was a lot of writing, which I'm pretty sure it was, it was yeah. <laughs> I would just be, I'd kill myself. Like, I am not English yeah. inclined. I hate, like, do not like writing mm-hmm. at all. Like mm-hmm. I'm a much more science and math focused guy um, rather than writing reports and yeah. essays and all that stuff. Anyways, so. yeah. 
Anywho, did, did all that. And then the hardest component of the writing bit was they give you, I think it was like three images to choose from, right? <laughs> so it's just it's just like a random image. It, it, one of them was like this terrible photo of this girl with like this huge dragon tattoo on her leg. Oh, I, like I, I remember looking at that image. Remember that? Yeah, and that, it was like oversaturated. So you like, and then there was another one. And then the, there was one more, which was like, this man standing in front of old man standing no no this young girl standing in front of a subway station underground and there was a couple other photos but the whole the whole uh question was write a story based on one of the images which is like oh my gosh so Again, at this point you're you're, already, not, you're already in it like four thousand words oh yeah thing. you're not you're not gonna <laughs> like, phone well, it i'm gonna in. ask this question again how long did the story have to be i don't know i think mine was like probably 800 words or oh, something dear. right okay but yeah, it's one of those things where you're like oh i can't just write like some lame she was coming home from work yeah exactly <laughs> it's got to have like a story structure yeah, like a backbone that's what and everything for. and like Can they think of it anyway so i wrote some I think mine was, it was of the, the girl at the subway, and I actually did it from, instead of the perspective of the girl at the subway, I did it from a uh, old homeless man um, sitting on, like, begging for money on the side or something. It was through his eyes looking at the girl and oh, or something like that. So I pulled a little twist to make Yeah, that's probably out. what they're looking for. They're probably looking yeah. for someone like, okay, don't take it so literally. Yeah. Go a different route. Exactly, exactly. So anyway, it was good enough to get me a interview. And keep in mind, we live in Kelowna, and these interviews were taking place during kind of the winter months, so like February. In Vancouver. In Vancouver. And the and uh, I'm not going to fly. Like, that's a pretty, that's like a $500 flight uh, to do an interview. So I was like, okay, well, we'll just do it over Skype. And they're like, no, you have to come in. And I was like, are you serious? Like, you can't just, you can't just interview me well, over Well, I Skype. remember you telling me that you're like, there was an option of doing Skype or in person. Yeah. But... You, you kind of said to me, you're like, if you do Skype, you're kind of setting yourself yeah. up for failure. Like, like they're going to look at the fact that you did Skype and you aren't going to make the commitment That's to go right. to Vancouver, yes. that they're going to be like, pass. Exactly. Yeah. So I had to drive. No, I had to take the bus to Vancouver because right. I don't have a car. My girlfriend, Dia, came with me, but her car is not very good in the winter. And that road is really sketchy. And it's like a... It's a big highway. Yeah. Big highway over mountain passes. Like, you're if, <sighs> in the winter, it's very yeah. sketchy to go. Gosh, this is really selling film school for everybody. I know. <laughs> you got to actually get to the actual film me, school. There part. are some redeeming yeah, qualities. Exactly. <laughs> got to navigate through the winter. Okay. Anyway. Uphill both ways. God, yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway. Got a long introduction short, went there, did the in-person interview. One part was a, and there was a lot of other kids there. Everyone's trying to show off. And I remember so clearly, because we were all waiting outside this classroom, I guess, at the university um, to to get interviewed by these very prestigious instructors. And we were all waiting outside. And <laughs> once upon a time, of, once upon a time, wow, that was good. <laughs> once upon a time in Hollywood by Quentin Tarantino, was like just coming out in like the next month or something. And of course, any kid at film school loves Tarantino. So, <laughs> except for me, I'd seen like maybe three movies. He's a good guy. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, um, and I'm sitting outside this classroom with these kids. And then one guy's like, yeah, um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is coming out. It's it's Quentin's eighth movie. Or no, it's, it's Quentin's ninth movie. And this is a guy talking to you outside? No, he's just talking to the group. Out or just in yeah, just while we're waiting in oh, line, dear. basically. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then this other girl pipes up. She's like, "Um, no, actually, it's Quentin's eighth movie. He considers Kill Bill Part One and Two a singular piece." Like, <laughs> no, I, literally, uh, that explains exactly who what who film school. I know. From then on, I was like, I should just tank the interview. <laughs> it's not <laughs> worth it. Anyway, did the in-person interview. Went fine. I don't know. Kind of dazzled him, I guess. And then did the. Uh, did, it talks about TMS. They were very impressed. Were they? Interesting. Did they? And then we had to do a group interview with, you just got paired up with random people. I never understand what the point of a group oh. interview is. Like, you, what? Is this to, how fast can you think on your feet? Like, I guess it's just, can you, you work blow over here is a dead yeah. beat, then <laughs> it's an improv. I guess yeah, so. It's improv literally. class. Thankfully, the two guys I was with were, were pretty good. But it was the same kind of thing. They give you, like, they gave us, like, three objects. It was, like, a Hawaiian shirt. A bouncy ball. They give you physical objects. Yeah, and like a rubber band or something like that. It was really weird. And build something. No, and then and then make a story. Oh. Right? You're like based off one of the objects. So I, I could build something. The other guy was like, building something would be easier. The other guy was like, oh, no, make a game. Make a game. Oh, what? So You have to make a game out of the stuff. Yeah, like oh, a dear. theoretical game. But then the one guy in my group was like, we're doing a zombie apocalypse video game in Hawaii. And I was like, 
Yep. <laughs> That's it. And you got three props. Yeah. Well, we, we could only pick one. balls to throw We only zombies. could pick one, right? So oh. we picked a Hawaiian shirt and like worked that in. I don't know. And we had like half an hour and they were like five minutes left. And then we had to, pre- we had to present the game in front of the class and explain the rules. Anyway, did all that, went back home and I got in eventually after like a month of waiting. So I was relieved, obviously. But then you have the fact of tuition, which oh, yeah. in Canada, I know this is going to be probably seem ridiculously cheap compared to the States, but well, like, it, yeah, I mean, it, it's yeah. Yeah. For context, like right now, me, Stephen and Mitch all attend the same college in going in business. And what, what is for, it? Well, for one year, it's $4,000. That's yeah. it. Oh, yeah, 4,000 yeah, yeah. 4, Canadian, Canadian dollars, which for us is around 30, 3,000, 3,200 yeah. bucks. Yeah, it's like cheap. Yeah, very cheap. So any, and that's kind of the average. Like I would say between 4,000 to 8,000 Canadian, if you're doing something like engineering, that's probably yeah, the and, average and like, Even tuition. for like the big like uh, UBCO or UBC mm. is still in the range of like seven or eight a year. Mm-hmm. So it's not, it's not. It's it, expensive, it, but it's, it's not, not like what you hear. Yeah, it's not what you hear in like America when they're like fifty thousand yeah. dollars for a semester. And you're like, oh, Holy that's cow, insane. Really? Yeah, exactly. Any, Anyways, yeah. So the tuition at Capilano per year was, I think, about the first year was like sixteen thousand dollars. Interesting. Wow. So that's one semester or two semesters. That's two semesters. That's the okay. full first year. Okay. But you also have to live in Vancouver, which isn't yes. a cheap. Yeah, place it's a very. To live. And, and the thing, the thing that's interesting about colleges and stuff is this is how it works in Canada. I'm not sure about the states. Is that when you're a domestic student, it's much much cheaper for you than if you're an international mm-hmm. student. So for for example, the the school that Stephen and I and Tommy are going to now, which is around four thousand dollars a year for international students if you're coming from outside of canada it's in the range of 60 to eighty thousand dollars a year canadian and this is a small little college and this is a small little college but we do have some international students who are paying that price and it's and that obviously that's where they make most of their money um but how much is it for do you know how much it would be for an international it was like four times that or something i had a couple friends that like one 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 of my friends actually lived in canada for went to high school in canada but he didn't have his citizenship he was from from um turkey and now he's paying like four times the amount still, oh my even though he went to high school here. But 60 grand? Yeah, per year. Stacks up. Anyway, so yeah. And then like Mitch said, there's the cost of, I, I actually had to move to Vancouver, get an apartment or a place. Um, and then it, all your your groceries and transit and all that. Then the funny thing is with, I mean, this is some, some, uh, some shade on Capilano here, but <laughs> they're, they're, um, what's it called where people stay residents yes residencies or dorms or whatever like on campus living was just awful like to put it like it was did you go and look at them yeah like an option well me and me and me and my friend uh went to a party that someone was having at their dorm room oh dear and it's so weird because we went at night and it used to be like uh it used to be a prison what? I'm not kidding. It's like a low-scale prison. You couldn't make this up. No. You can. It used to be a prison, and then it was like an elementary school. So it's that? Oh, interesting. No, sorry. It was an old elementary school in like the 30s or something. Then it was a prison. <laughs> slash, it was something. It was like used for reservation. I don't or, know. Or the, oh, yeah, yeah. Get, I'm get, reserved. I, I'm making stuff up now. Anyway, but it was a prison at one point. And then I guess Capilano bought it and turned it into residence right and <laughs> let's just throw all of our kids yeah. in a makeshift prison <laughs> exactly exactly and nor- a literal prison <laughs> exactly. and normally the best thing about residence is like oh you're right on campus you don't need to walk you don't need to take the bus you're right there no this one was like a 40 to 30 minute bus ride away oh my god you had to go oh my and the buses were just packed you're probably missing the bus you gotta go like an hour early and how much do you know how much it would cost for it something was, like that or i think for the year i'm asking it, really specific yeah questions no here, for the year it was like five thousand dollars or something okay so that's food and and uh hey, that's pretty good then it's not bad but the food someone found out in my year when i was <laughs> going to school the food is done by the same catering company that did the prison before it they kept them on <laughs> i'm not kidding <laughs> you literally walk up into the cafeteria and they go yeah and there's a big slop of bush and they're like next so literally people would be like it'd be the same chicken for an entire week like oh chicken for breakfast what <laughs> not even chicken waffles yeah, no literally and yeah, uh, and there's yeah. no snacks like there's yeah. people were just starving <laughs> they have to buy their own food yeah. when then they come into people's rooms and be like no food <laughs> what so, yeah 
Well, because they'd be like cooking. They'd have like a little camp stove. Oh, they'd be like making Mr. Noodles. Like us and the... Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. So, so, wait, so oh, you yeah. got into film school. Yes. And then I guess, fast forward a little bit, and you're now going first day, I guess, is yeah. now like the next big kind of milestone in this whole yeah, story. first day. So I actually, an important point here is another close friend of me, Stephen Dimensionals, he's also into film. He, he wants to do, uh, be like a film producer. So he's not as much into the actual like filming and editing side, but more of the business side. And he got in as well. So we were hoping we'd have some of the same classes together, but the way Capilano works is it's like elementary school. So you have 25 people in your class and it's called a cohort and there's four cohorts for the year. And you stay with that 25, that group of 25 people for every single class. So you're not mingling with all the other people. Yeah. You're just stuck with the same group. So you get very much, like everyone gets close in the group, but then you have all these weird like clicks and you have the little different groups and, and the whatever. So Yeah, so I guess you can't really mingle with the other cohorts at all. You really. can, but not in class. So you'd have to be outside of class. So it's harder. Yeah. But anyway. Was I, you and Ben were? Or? No. So I was going to say, thank you. Me and Ben were not in the same group. So I went into this class and I knew nobody Interesting. I was like perfect and my first class was screenwriting nice which turned out to be my least favorite class but uh yeah it was just ugh, what did we have to do oh it, well it, everything's like got to be like some sort of artsy thing so when we got in we had to go through like the emergency procedures right like what do you do if there's an earthquake what do you do if there's a fire <laughs> and instead of just reading them out each every person in the class they turned to a lesson well, Inter interpretive dance. Almost. <laughs> oh, really? I was <laughs> joking. I was joking. Well, everyone had to like get into different groups and then everyone had to make a play that incorporated all. <laughs> what? All of the, or like a skit, right? That incorporated all of the uh, emergency procedures into it. So then. For every other class, you'd be, it'd be like, the teacher would be at the front of the yeah. room. Okay. In case of earthquake, go yeah. under desk. In oh. case of lockdown, lock doors. Oh. And it's just like that. This one, I'm pulling out my Leonardo DiCaprio. I'm trying to dazzle him, but obviously <laughs> and there's a lot of kids in there that are actual actors. So people were going would so you, hard. Would you go to Capilano Film School if you were looking at getting into acting or is it only on the film side? I have, I can't really speak on that. I know they have a pretty good acting oh, program they do it exists yeah there is an acting oh, yeah. side to it yeah okay. like when I you're in, when that. you're in later years they're the acting kids will act in the filmmaking interesting kids so they have a whole entire film and then there's music so i think they might oh, get wow. some composure so it's a really cool thing if you want to stick with it anyway so first date kind of went like that right so a lot of a lot of interesting characters a lot more tarantino <laughs> aficionados <laughs> yes exactly and i didn't really meet anyone or, or make any friends because you know i was being angsty i was like i'm too good for this like <laughs> i'm not i'm not doing I, this this is first skit. day you're talking about yeah you too first day first week like it was all pretty similar the first couple weeks right um like just to list some of the classes i had i had a i had a screenwriting class i had a directing class a cinematography class uh, a regular university english class an editing class and Oh, there was one called... How many classes do you have? Holy cow. Oh, there was like six. What? Yeah. But... Oh, my God. Each class was... was Classes ranged from three to eight hours long. What? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> An eight-hour editing class. Yeah. Well, it would be... <laughs> that would be more of like a, like a production class. Okay. So you're shooting. But anyway, so the first couple of weeks were... I don't know. There's nothing really to report. It's just like... I, I, in my head, I had a vision of film school. I'm like, I'm going to rock this. It's all hands-on. It's more like a film workshop. <laughs> Boy, were you rock. Getting in there. Oh, exactly. <laughs> it's, it was, it's very much sit down in class. You learn about film. Theoretic, some, the theory side. Yes, a lot that? of the theory, a lot of just the, it depends on the class, but some of the instructors are very uh, eclectic, very extravagant. Okay. Like one of mine would just be like, we'd sit down in class and they would, they would just stand at the front and, uh, what did what did uh, she do? She she literally would be like, just take a deep breath. Like everyone would be staring at her. She'd be like, <sighs> class, today we're taking a walk. And we're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? I thought we were learning about directing, right? And then we'd go on a walk to like a river. And then we'd stand by the river and she'd teach by the river. Like this sounds like homeschool. Like well, that sounds so weird. Backwoods. Sounds, yeah, <laughs> literally. Come with me into yeah. the woods. Or she'd do this thing where we'd have to, it was like gym class. Like I, I didn't do really Do some burpees. Well, she, she'd have us all walk around the field. 
And like, there's actual like sports teams, like the soccer kids, like playing soccer next door. They're going hard. We're like doing this stupid walk. Everyone just walk around. I feel, and like- at the same time, everyone has to stop. But there's no communication. This is like one of those things. Like I always imagine this as being one of those things where they take every opportunity they can just to make it artsy to like the nth degree. Like mm-hmm. basically. To the nines, basically. So every single time that they can make something artsy, they can. Yeah, and they just try. Sounds to go- very culty, kind of. A little bit, a little bit, okay. a little bit. I mean, there's there's some people. Eventually, like after a few weeks in, I well, when I first got there, it was like everyone's like this. Everyone loves this. Thinks this is totally normal. Yeah, they're just drinking the cooler. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> I, I'm on my own here. But after a few weeks in, I I started making some friends. Oh, good for you, Tommy. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> um, no, but once I I made a a few friends and um, and they felt the exact same as me. And my friend Ben felt the same, and he made a couple friends. So we kind of formed a friend group of like seven or eight people, and that was just a game changer, just in terms of That's my yeah. mental health and sanity. <laughs> You're not sitting there yeah. alone for three weeks, yeah, exactly. all no friends. Yeah, You're the like, first couple of weeks were rough. Oh, yeah. I remember I, I talked to me and my friend Ben after our one class. We sat in like the kind of cafeteria area, and we were chatting. We we're both like, "This is like." What did I, I want to drop out. And then after the first week, this is getting personal, but I was uh, I was living with my girlfriend, Dia, and we were just like sitting on the couch one night and I was just like, holy cow, this is not good. And I, I honestly had a breakdown and I was like, this isn't what I imagined. This is not what I wanted to do. Interesting. This is nothing. Well, it's, what, yeah. it's funny that you say that because when around, so this started in September, around October time, which I, would have been around this. Like you were about three weeks in. I'd yeah, say. yeah, yeah. Well, I think we should. I'm gonna first preface this with like, what you like. Do going to film school all comes down to what you want to be doing? Because if you want to go to film, or if you want to be a person who's working on film sets, has a steady job, and like basically gets into the film industry, then film school is for you. But if you're somebody who wants to do freelance videography, YouTube, social media, like I would say call it new age filmmaking, mm-hmm. I guess you would call yeah. it. Or like non-narrative. Really. Non-narrative, like more yeah. digital. Documentary style, yeah. kind of like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that kind of thing. Then film school isn't for you because mm-hmm. you want to be the person who's hitting the ground running and doing stuff and basically experiencing things and learning along the mm-hmm. way. And so I remember there was this around October time, beginning of October, Tommy texted us out of the blue and he said, hey guys, Film school is not for me. Yeah. yeah. And then so he was like, I, I don't know what I was thinking. It's just kind of like, this is a lot of work and not exactly what I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And then we're kind of like, interesting. Because like this, like film school. Well, I- part of me when you went was like, was kind of like, like, dang, should I have gone? Right. Or, you don't I was, know. I, obviously, I have no clue. And I was like, I was kind of like, ah. I, I do. I, am I going to regret not going? Am I going to, yeah. I don't know. Exactly. And then, and so we got this text message and I, 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 that kind of like then solidified that thought of like, Oh, maybe mm-hmm. it wasn't the right decision for, especially what we are trying to yeah. do. Um, but it's kind of interesting because I remember we responded, we we're saying, okay, I'm like, that makes sense. It seems like it's like a lot of work yeah. and kind of crazy. But, um, basically we said, stick out with it for a whole year. Yeah. And then, like, what's the worst got to happen? Like, you basically then finish the year and you don't go back. Oh, exactly. And so it was kind of, like, it was kind of interesting to hear that because although it sounded like it was going to be, like, this, like, golden egg here and you've got everything figured out once you make it to film school, Mm -hmm. it kind of really wasn't. It it really, what opened my eyes was I got there and I was like, I have, oh, that reminds me of a little funny story I can say on the introduction day, but um, I got there and I kind of, in my head, I was like, oh, I'm going to be working with people way beyond you know my capabilities people that you can learn from exactly people that are better than me gonna push my abilities blah 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 right and you i had all these misconceptions that anyone like at film school would be much further ahead in their film career than i was i don't want to sound like we are bragging or anything but it's one of those things where where we are now it's not like there is a lot of people especially in our say high school that did video to kind of the level that we did it at or just had the same amount of skills but it sounds like we're really I'm yeah, being cocky. I mean, we're here. not saying that we're the best ever. No, 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 no. definitely not. But, but it's just when you're comparing yourself to other yeah. high school students. Yeah, and when you, you want to, we do because we've done it at that point. We've yeah. done it so often. We've done it once yeah. a week for an entire year. We do tend to come out with a bit more, a bit of a knack for how to do it. Exactly. exactly. And so, something about learning is that you're always trying to say like surround yourself with people who are better than you, so you can always mm-hmm. keep advancing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, go on with what you were saying. Yeah. No, I was just gonna say I got there and. Honestly, in a lot of regards, I was miles ahead 
of other people. Yeah. Some, some. I'm not not saying I was ahead in everything, but a few things like editing. There was a couple kids that were near my level who I'm still friends with. Um, but a lot of them would just like not know the first thing about editing. But yeah. that How might be because well, well, they might want to do costume design. Yeah. So you kind of have all these different people. But, but in terms of people with actually, from filming, what I gather, is like the editing classes are what classes that like they're prerequisites. I'm assuming. Yeah. Right. So you have they, whether, they whether set all your course schedule. You yeah. don't get any freedom. Of so whether you're going you into costume design, you still have to take an editing class, even though after you finish that, you're probably never going to go back to a exactly. computer. They make everyone take everything, and then I think in the higher years you can kind of split off. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, I it kind of opened my eyes to realize that how far. Um, we'd actually come as TMS and, and what we had was actually how valuable it was and how hard it was to actually get where we were because yeah, well, when, well they designed the whole program to be um, if you have no experience in video mm-hmm. you can still yeah. get into the film industry and do this you don't need yeah, any they tailor experience of doing video production in order to make it here or succeed yeah, yeah they tailor it for the lowest common denominator exactly right yeah I mean, if you can write it's the kind of the thing though like I, I can't remember the saying but like don't hire a Good employee. Do you know what I'm saying? You can train the good. Oh yeah, it's it's easier to train someone who has good work ethic. I think it was. Like, yeah, then, there's some sort of thing where it's like a good attitude. You can't train somebody to have a good attitude. Yeah, exactly. Than someone who's already like proficient in it but has a bad attitude. Because exactly. for them, they're like, okay, well, if they're willing to do all of the work and do all of jump through all these hoops to get uh, uh, admitted into the school, they're probably like on the right track. Well, they're, and they're probably passionate about it, it yeah. and they're willing to learn to make it work. Exactly, and and that's fine. And I mean, that's great. But I thought film school was more of like, oh okay, you're already good at this. You already know the basics. We're going to just go to the stratosphere. But yeah. that's not really until like the third, the fourth year. That's when you really start You're doing already that. like 100 grand deep in debt. Yeah. <laughs> what I mentioned earlier though, on the on the orientation day, we oh, all yeah. go into the, all the first years go into the big theater and like they're they're kind of, they're getting everyone fired up. Like, I don't know what they're doing, but. Good morning, Capilano. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who likes Tarantino? Um, I do. Yeah, exactly. But they, they ask, they're like, they're like asking everybody these questions. They're like, who's, like, what was, I, oh yeah, they're like, they're like, who's made a film before? And then like, basically everybody's hands go up, right? Except for a surprising amount of people. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then they're like, Who's made two films? Some people's hands go down. Anyway, they keep going up and up. And, I'm up. and at this point with TMS, right, I, I'd made, like, well, we did out well, of 52. 52 in a year, plus some before that. Plus probably 30. So I'm probably in the 80s, right? And uh, I'm like, oh, boy, I don't want to be that one guy. I was in the back because I'm <laughs> cool, obviously. Uh, but I'm like, I don't want to be that one guy with my hand up. And they're like, <laughs> who's made 10? And there's like, seven people left and i was like oh no <laughs> and uh <laughs> they're like who's made 20 there's no way and there's like me and like three people and i was like and you both you still have your hand up and i still my hand up but like i'm like doing like the half hand up like yeah. you don't want to be that is one less than 90 <laughs> i mean elbows less than 90 <laughs> um and then they're like who's made 50 films and I'm like i just did out of 52 <laughs> so i like have my hand half up and they're like oh oh is that someone back there and i put it right down <laughs> and like people all the kids were doing the thing they're like looking over their yeah, shoulders look at, yeah. it's like that thing where you're sitting there and then they go oh yeah exactly. everyone, oh, everyone looks at you i, know, just, I, I just like kids sank think in my chair like i don't want to make myself that guy on the first day anyway so that just kind of ties into like how much experience i had coming into it the other thing with film school important distinction like steven was saying is like film school is for making narrative films right so you it's not like oh i'm gonna shoot a youtube video at home i'll set up a light i'll set up my camera i'll roll i'll do the editing whatever or even if you worked with editor, you have every it's it's for how to actually work on a film set and get a job in the film industry which is a pretty sustainable job but um except maybe during covid except maybe actually, uh, no, no they're probably doing just yeah fine. not it's not that good during covid but interesting um but like when I got there, like I didn't realize the scope of how niche everybody's job is, right? Because you get there and they're like, "Oh, what do you want to do in film?" And I'm like, "Well, I, I want to direct. I want to edit. I'm kind of well, like we did everything. I like I, I like yeah. writing. When a you bit. when you're doing YouTube yeah. and stuff, you're doing the directing, the editing, the yeah. scripting, the um, planning, the producing, costume design, the producing, production, post production. Exactly, you're doing everything. Distribution. <laughs> yeah. But they're like, "What do you want to do?" And some kids are like, "I want to be an editor." I'm like, "Well, I like editing, but." I don't want that to be my career. And yeah. they, they really make you try and like, they're not, they don't force you to pick one of the first year, but by the end, you kind of have to pick your, your avenue by the end of four years. 
And I was like, uh, director slash editor slash cinematographer. <laughs> and they're like, we, you cannot choose yeah, exactly. three. Choose one. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, uh, so I would just go with like one of those every time I'd be asked. But it, it, the job Wait, gets- would that question come up often? Quite a bit. Like they'd be like, oh. oh, who in here wants to produce? Who wants to be a producer? Oh, right. Um, but on set, there's so many different roles. Like it's a hierarchy. Like you have like your, like when you, so basically the jobs you can, like after you do film school, it's not like you can just walk onto a film set and be a cinematographer. Like that's yeah really unlikely. You're probably starting, like during film school, you're probably getting working on some small films. Well, it's probably the classic thing where you work as a PA. Exactly. PA production assistant. You're basically just, or basically personal assistant. <laughs> basically, <laughs> the number one job for a PA is to stand in a high-vis vest at the perimeter of the film set and then just like do like traffic control with pedestrians and just say, oh, there, oh. there's a film set. It's actually this film, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you're, you're, you're filming like some no-name film. Yeah. It's actually The Revenant. Yeah, exactly. Like, cool. some, yeah, you're filming that in the city. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's funny. You're I'm doing like, some guerrilla marketing. <laughs> yeah. exactly. exactly. They don't have to know that. Yeah. Or like you're doing like you're getting people coffee or you're, or you're whatever. And so then, you're team bitch. Yeah, yeah, that's a nice way. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and then from there, you kind of like schmooze on set. You kind of get acquainted. Maybe you know the, <laughs> you know, maybe you know the second AC, the second, like the assistant cinematographer, the second assistant. Interesting. Right, who, and maybe you get to know him. And then, okay, well, you know what? Maybe he has a shoot next week where he needs a camera trainee. Okay, then you're charging batteries. You're getting the SD cards ready. You're cleaning the lens. You're setting <laughs> Sounds it up. Sounds like a glamorous right? job. And then you do that for like probably, I don't know, five shoots. And then, oh, maybe maybe you have a chance to be a second AC on a really small shoot. So then you do that. So it kind of works like that. You kind of bridge your way up and you slowly do it. It's like and, the equivalent of climbing the corporate yeah. ladder, but you're on a film set. Yeah. And it's very hands-on and it's all kind of who you know and the connections you make on the film set, right? right yeah. And that process doesn't really change if you did four years of film school or if you did uh, no years, right? Can you do more than four years? Is there a secondary program? I'm sure at other universities there is. Okay, not at Capilano. So at you, get Capilano, a, you, the... you get a PhD in motion picture arts? <laughs> yeah, yeah. PhD in movies. Seems a little <laughs> over the top. I mean, I think then you'd be like PhD in... Is that even I possible? Well, I you don't do know. you do PhD in North American Native, like oh, it have tribal, yeah, like very really, tribal it, studies, or yeah, tribal yeah. Video, tribal documentary doc filmmaking yeah. in the yeah. third quarter of every year, like something really <laughs> exactly. niche. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that process that working up the ladder doesn't really change much if you do four years of school. You do. I I haven't done it. I'm just guesstimating. But from what I've heard, you still kind of have to do that process. You're not walking on set. You're not suddenly Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Now, can you make, now, could you say, if you were like really someone who has the gumption to go out there yeah. and do it, you don't get, you don't do a year of film school, but you just go onto a film set and just work your way Absolutely. up. Absolutely. So, so that means that you could pretty much mitigate the entire film school yes. experience and still make it as far as somebody who went to film school. Yes. So like, so what does film school do then? Well, it does Age a couple things. There. Yeah, it does a couple things. I mean, I think I did the optimal amount because I got a certificate in motion picture arts. After which one is, year. Which is one year. You can do two years and get a diploma or you can do four years and get a bachelor's. To me, after one year, mm, you uh, had enough. <laughs> unless the only reason, okay, I could see you doing four years is if you wanted to be a big shot director. Right. And you really, you need, you kind of need the credit, uh, credentials to, to get into directing. I have a bachelor's in Unless you're just arts. a prodigy at doing stuff. Yeah, like, unless you're like, good. Unless you're really good. So, like, all the big guys, like Tarantino and... They, not Tarantino, I don't think. Oh, of course. The one of that course. guy I choose. Yeah, a lot of the really top guys, oh, they just, they just like, found the back door in, and that's usually why they're successful in the uh, first because place. Because they're talented as well. Yeah, but someone right? like... I'm pretty sure, like, J.J. Abrams or someone like that, like, they would have um, had some... Right. Sort of now, high I feel honor. like one of those people, though, if you're like the Steven Spielberg, who I don't know if he got a degree or not, he, I he, feel like they get an honorary degree once they've oh, like exactly. achieved oh. such a level of excellence. Yeah, you, you make like, yeah, you make like the world's best, like you make Lucas Shawshank, or yeah, you make Jaws or <laughs> Shawshank Star Wars or something. You make Star Wars. Yeah. And then they're like, you know what? This is pretty damn good. Yeah. Here's a degree. Yeah, exactly. and you don't have to do anything yeah. for it. But I mean, if you're, if, okay, let's say you're not trying to be a director, you're just trying to, you know, maybe you just want to, work on a film set and make money, right? Yeah. It's just as a career and you want to work your way up the chain. Then the thing, the only things that I could see film make, do oh, sorry, film school doing for you is 
It gives you the credentials. Does and it, Does it accelerate that path? It, yeah, usually. Because in order to get that first job as PA, especially uh, as the uh, production assistant, um, the coffee grabber, um, <laughs> the usually, like in a big city like Vancouver, you're competing with a lot of people to oh, get those yeah, jobs. Because yeah. that's their entrance point in. And you need a certain number of PA hours to then potentially bridge up to the next job. So by going to a school like Capilano, if I ever want to do any work in the film industry, which could be cool. I'm definitely open to it. Um, just just for a different experience in filmmaking. Um, by having attached to your resume or your CV or whatever that you attended Capilano and you went there, because it's so hard to get in, like I said, like 100 people out of 3,000 people made it, you automatically kind of get bumped right up that list and you're kind of high priority. Yeah, oh, so I see. the other thing is film sets are complicated. Like just walking on there and knowing... Like doing if you walked on it, like say Mitch, like you, you walked on a film set without having been to film school, it I'd would be, be a, like in over your head, right? You'd be like, right, I'd be lost. Who is who? What did the best what, boy do? What is a gaffer? best boy? What is a good boy? <laughs> yeah. Wait, Am I a good boy? Best buy? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's, it's a lot to take in. So by having been to a school at Capilano, which is really good, it's better than some of the other film schools in, in Vancouver, Vancouver. Vancouver Film School. Vancouver Film School. <laughs> where they don't really. Shots fired. Like Capilano, they actually make you run productions and you have every single job. Uh, all the lighting crew, all of this. And and you see firsthand how a film set works, even if it's very rudimentary. You you kind of know right away what to do um, when you get onto a film set, like the right etiquette. Like there's a lot of like unwritten rules, right? right? So yeah. a lot of the professors are like very successful. Like one of my professors did a bit of work on Star Wars, right? As a cinematographer. Interesting. So, and they'll tell you things like, don't do this, never say this, stuff. whatever you do, don't do that, right? So a lot of those things are, are mistakes you could make if you didn't go to film school. But, I mean, is it worth it for $15,000 when you could invest that in yourself? I don't know. Yeah. It's up to well, you. Well, technically you are investing in yourself in film school, but it's also yeah. like you could take that money and you could invest it, say, in uh i don't know a camera and yeah. then and get a youtube channel started and well, yeah, it, yeah but that's if, were, if that's where you want to go if you want to start doing yeah. like your own thing yeah that's like, true i feel like film school is one of those things where they really teach you to be a piece of the puzzle not yes. be your own independent filmmaker mm -hmm. but be the piece of this gigantic machine that which is a film set yeah, yeah. which yeah. is if you're looking for that then that's cool I, for me i where i see actually working on film sets in my life would be as like a side job, as like another revenue stream, yeah. Just because it's it's so different than making a YouTube video, oh, but it's yeah. it's a really cool environment. Like you got crazy camera uh, camera cranes swinging over. You got you know cars. Well, this, you is got like, studs. this is like this every, is when you're on, something's new every single day. Exactly. And this is like when you're on Instagram and you see like uh, uh, the, be the behind the scenes of a Michael Bay yeah. movie, and then you you see it and someone's filming on their phone, and all of a sudden this car comes out and explosion, yeah, exactly. fireball exactly. tumbling down. It like yeah. this car jumps over another car and there's yeah. this, all these things i'm like that day would i'm sure everyone's showing up because oh, that yeah. sounds that looks interesting exactly right? and that probably doesn't happen every day no no but i and the thing with with when you actually get into the film industry if you're doing work in the film industry it's not like a you know nine to five job guaranteed work every week like a lot of the film industry is just built on overtime and long days, right? Well, and I feel and like it's, it's sporadic work. It depends yeah. if you get work on a set or not. So maybe you're working for all of June, but then, you know, July, August, September, you, you barely have any work. I feel like and yeah. then you have another huge project so where you make it, a lot it, of money. It could definitely be a lot of those things where it's like a lot of hurry up and wait. Exactly. Where you have yep. a lot of work yep. in such small little increments, and then you go long periods with no work. Yep. And then you work, like, you work, say, like 16, 18 hour days yep. for like three yep. weeks. And then it's then the production's done. Then you go pretty much like a month and a half with doing nothing. Exactly. Then you do the same thing for like such a short little yeah. amount of time. Which some yeah. people love because like okay, I work hard when I work, and then I just have complete time off when I don't. Which it's is actually that is kind of nice. Yeah, that that could yeah, and and it pays well. Like if you get if you work your way up and you get a, a decent job is like I don't know if you wanted to just if you're not trying to be some creative visionary and you just want a cool job that you enjoy. Say you were like I don't know like a gaffer like that's like a one of the lighting experts. Like you can you can make like. I can't remember exactly, but like four or five hundred dollars an hour sometimes. Like, <laughs> oh wow, it's it's crazy how much you can make. Now, are are those at those sixteen hour days kind of thing then? You're yeah. Like, so then what after what is it eight hours or something? Well, I'm just gonna do the math right here. Well, but, you're making four grand a day. If four hundred times, yeah, it's something stupid. If you're working eight 
thousand or it's eight thousand. If you're working eight hours at four hundred dollars an hour, you're making thirty two hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. And then you times that by, but how many hours would you work a exactly. month or a year? Ooh. Like that's kind of where it gets. That might be, maybe you're just working at that for, for four days. Right. So yeah. So who knows? times that by four over that four days, you made 12 and a half grand. Yeah. So you but do then you're not work. F- well, you'd have to do that kind of like four times in the year yeah. to really live. Yeah. Even make a livable wage. Yeah. Especially just Vancouver. to clarify, that's someone who's like really good. Good. Yeah. <laughs> like so, You don't get that right out of Someone more school. like, someone like, let's say like a, someone beginner, like a basketball or something, maybe they're making $500 a day, which still, that's pretty good. You're working for two weeks. Yeah. Like, whoo. $500 a day at eight hours is uh, still $62 an hour. Yeah. So that's pretty good. Yeah. That's yeah. better than working at London Drugs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I did. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, okay. So, do you want to go into that story, the the painting story? That oh you're my talk goodness! About? So, yes, yeah, because yes. that I think is a very interesting story. I think it just paints the picture. Of, it paints of, the picture of what film school is film like. School, yeah. So I have, I have so many stories. Gosh, but this this one, it was a uh, it was a nice sunset, <laughs> and me and my friend uh, uh, Danielle, we were we were finishing. We we were late to class, so we were staying up in the in the editing lab trying to get our work done because. No one else in our group knew how to edit, and we were carrying the team, as per usual. Um, so we were getting it done. It's like 20 minutes after class, and we look at our class schedule, and we're like, oh, weird. It was, uh, what was it? Production design was a class, which should be about designing sets, right? right or yeah, or yeah. making making props or, or that kind of thing, which is what it's normally about. So we're like, oh, okay, so... It's in this classroom, right? And we check, and it, the class had moved to a completely different building we've never heard of before across campus. So we're like, that's weird. So we set out. Have you been to this class before? Yes, but okay. this was just like a one-off, a one-off specialty off. session. Interesting. <laughs> so we go across campus. We navigate to this weird building. We're looking all around. Eventually, we find it. And, like, there's no window on the door. We open the door, and inside, <laughs> there's just a circle of of chairs with kids with with uh, massive pieces of paper and like charcoal uh, pens, and right in the middle, there's this completely naked woman holding this stick behind her, and she's like bent over away from us. So what? you could, we could see Every... no detail was spared. Let me just say that. <laughs> what? And we walked in thinking we're going into like a normal classroom. Where everyone's sitting down. Someone's lecturing at the front. And we're just greeted by a an assault of, uh, <laughs> of a literal of naked lady. Yeah. So the, the class, I don't know. I guess it was just like a one-off thing, but it was just a a class on charcoal drawings, how to charcoal draw a naked model. Interesting. I I don't ask me how that relates to production design. That's so or random. That, that, that is the most film. Like no, that is the most art school oh, thing you could so ever. Yeah, stuff. you just walk in. That that's like one of those stories that you hear about that you're like, that's you see on TV, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. it's this fake thing, and then you walk in there. There's this naked lady standing there. I still have all my drawings. It's so creepy. What <laughs> you do? Yeah, oh, some God. random lady. God, holy cow! Did you that, get her number? Shut up, bitch. <laughs> Oh, she was okay, like, now, now was she, this was this lady like was this like an old person, young person, middle aged? She like, was middle aged. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's not it's not freaking Kylie Jenner. Yeah, uh, darn. darn no. <laughs> but it's not old birth up the street or whatever. Yeah, it was weird. It was. I wasn't really prepared for that, but well, I, I bet. it's just one of those things. When you, you open get, a door, you're not expecting to have a naked lady standing no, there. <laughs> no. Yeah, and the guy comes in. He's like, "Oh, come on, we'll get you a spot." And he's like giving us the paper and stuff. Doesn't explain anything. Are you we're sure like, you weren't in the wrong class? No, no, no. I looked across, saw my friend, and we we're just like, "What?" The <laughs> Wide eyed, just like looking. And it was it was three hours long. Oh, oh wow! Plus the half hour we missed. And we and you'd do a timer. He'd set a timer. It'd be like a one minute timer, and you had to draw a sketch in one minute. And it'd be like, do, 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 do. beep. And then you flip to the next page and you have to try and sketch it in one minute. New pose. And then so we have that, five minutes. And no breaks for three hours. So you did that every minute? You drew yeah. a new photo for three like hours? Hundreds of, of drawings of oh this lady. <laughs> it was a lot. It that was is lot. weird. But that's like the classic film school experience. Anyways, I mean, that, that kind of sums up film school right there. Basically, if you want to do any sort of like new age media, so like social media or freelancing or commercial work, I wouldn't recommend film school. 
um, you're probably yeah. just going to waste your money and your time and you're yeah. going to be weirded out. Well, film school is very <laughs> traditional. I think it's like yes. the key word here is yes. traditional. Yeah. They're the ones that use the clappers. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, but if you want to do, if you want to work on a film set, if you want to be the next Steven Spielberg, you know, if you want to do narrative film, I would say do one to two years. I mean, this obviously depends on what do you where want? you well where you live what oh, options yeah. you have available but with the workload that you take on in film school too it probably definitely teaches you quickly what you actually want to yeah. be doing yeah. so yeah. you're like i love film and i love this it's like you like the thought about it but once you actually get into it you mm. might be like oh shit yeah. I well, that, that was like me i was like ah i i like film and filmmaking and but when it actually came down to rubber on the road writing everything and doing yeah. all basically doing a lot of writing and things like that no thank you exactly exactly yeah. but i mean if if you do want to do the narrative film, I I mean, in my opinion, four years is overkill. And at that okay. time, you're wasting money, you're wasting time. And a, a lot of people in the film industry, if they find out you went to film school for four years, they will write you off. They'll be like, oh, that, this, you're, you're this, stupid. This really? loser. Yeah. They'll be like, what? So, so it's like a known fact that doing four mm -hmm. years is like excessive. Yeah. Or like film students aren't very good or film students, like someone that did it doesn't really have drive and they don't really have. Well, yeah. They're the ones just being taught and t like told what to coddled. do. Like, yeah. Yeah. Coddled and basically, yeah. I don't know, fed with a silver a spoon to just kind of yeah. go through this path of. Because a lot of film filmmakers are, or film sets are, or it's kind of like a trade, right? So it's kind of like, oh, you got to earn your. Right. You stay on the set. So if, if you're doing four years, a lot of people will look at that as, oh, okay, well, you just lack the drive to go out on your own and, and make it work. So Interesting. unless you're trying to be Steven Spielberg, which you don't even need to do four years to do that, I would say one to two if your heart is really set on narrative film um, and you don't want to brave it just on your own working around the city trying to get jobs as PAs. Interesting. Well, I mean, with that being said... Um, we are going to probably. I think end we're going to wrap here. up yeah. this episode. If you guys want to hear more film film school stories, I know Tommy has a bunch he could tell, as well as we have other kind of interesting stories that we could tell. So I don't know. Let us know. You could do the anchor voice message um, and just kind of say like, "Hey, we'd like to see more," just so we know that people are interested in what mm -hmm. we are are talking about, and maybe we can make a whole episode on just stories from film school. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, other than that, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode i don't know do you call them episodes i think so <laughs> sure. uh, yeah make sure you follow us leave a rating on whichever app you're on it really helps us out and makes us so this podcast gets seen also go follow us on youtube at tms productions well that's probably where you came from uh, so. that's probably where you came from <laughs> yeah. um go follow us on instagram tms productions underscore twitter tms productions underscore tiktok tms productions underscore <laughs> pretty much everywhere follow us everywhere because why not and we'll see you guys later yeah okay bye